Big week next week. Well, get ready to wind the clocks back. Daylight saving ends this Sunday. Can I just say get ready to adjust your ovens? That's, that's about like... Oh, do, do we, do we actually Don't you have a self-adjusting self oven? <laughs> no, no, it's oh, one you need thing to that'll... Get on board. Yeah, okay. uh, well, many of us are rejoicing about an extra hour of shut-eye. Plenty of parents are not. The change in time brings a shift in sleep schedules, but even if you're not somewhere that winds back the clock, the shift of seasons and even the onset of school holidays can all wreak havoc with your child's bedtime routine. So what can be done about all of this? For more, we welcome paediatrician and researcher Professor Harriet Hiscock live from our Melbourne studio. Good morning to you. Uh, kids going to bed earlier means they may also wake earlier. How do we get around this? Yeah, look, everyone thinks, great, we're getting in an extra hour of sleep. That'll be fantastic. But often kids don't sleep in that extra hour. And when our clocks turn back, it takes a good five or six days for some kids to adjust. So they get pretty grumpy. What we can do is try and do all the good sleep stuff we talk about. So exposing them to as much sunlight as possible, avoiding caffeine, you know, particularly after three in the afternoon, and making sure your kids run around and get some exercise. Not right before bedtime, but in that sort of um, early afternoon uh, after school is a really good time to, to get that happening. And Professor, what about the lighter mornings? I mean, that can be confusing, I guess, for, for younger children, especially if they associate the sun coming up the time to get up. So yeah, and, um, you know, we've we've been doing research into this for years and one of the little tricks we have um, is to actually put a clock radio outside your child's uh, bedroom door and you set that clock radio to come on with music, say, at 6 o'clock or 6.30 and you say to your kid, you need to stay in your room at least, if you can, until that music comes on. And that starts to retrain their body clock so they're not coming out when it's really light and too early for everyone. Wow, where could you get a clock radio now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, you can internet. set your phone, you know, etc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we know disrupted routines. It's a biggie for parents, but you've also released a collection of kids' books tackling other sleep issues, right? So let's run through some of them, starting with anxiety. How can we calm our kids at night before sleep? Yeah, well, anxiety is a big, big issue at the moment for all kids and, of course, it stops them going to sleep and so one of the books we've released is called A Beach in the Bedroom that you can see is being read there. And it's a really fun, engaging, imaginative book um, that lets the child use visual imagery about a beach, lets them understand how to do relaxation and helps them just in that sort of, you know, half hour before bed to really wind down so that they're going to bed thinking about good things and not worrying about things that might have happened during the daytime. Okay. That little boy yawning made me feel so, 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 so tight. Happy. Look, look. Oh. Doesn't that oh, He's a paid just... actor, Kylie. <laughs> what about children that are up and down like a yo-yo uh, through the night, wanting to bunk in with mum and dad? Yeah, another really common problem, and that's what we call a sleep association problem. So they associate going to sleep and getting back to sleep with someone or something, and it's usually mum or dad. And so there's a couple of tricks there that we have and strategies, and the books we've got um, is one called the old bedtime pass puncher. So that is that um, you make up a little pass for your kid, a little pass out, if you like. And at the start of the night, they can go out of the room for one reason, um, to have a drink, to tell you something, to go to the bathroom, and then they hand over that pass to you, and then there's no more for the rest of the night. And then you can think about rewarding them for staying staying in their room um, overnight after doing that. So there's another book we've written to read to your kids about that strategy. We have that system here in the morning show. I have to give Kylie a pass when I want to go to the bathroom. Uh, if all else <laughs> fails, can we bribe them with toys and chocolates and money and diamonds? Or is that a no-no? <laughs> no, 
we we um, we tend to think in paediatrics, uh, bribes is really when you're trying to get something, someone to do something you don't want to do. Rewards are when you're actually rewarding them for doing the right thing. So we talk about rewards, and we tend to stay away from food rewards because we've got problems, you know, with obesity in Australia. And we talk about stickers and stamps for younger kids, followed by a lucky dip. So maybe if you get four stamps in a row, you then get a lucky dip. Or sometimes the older kids think that's not very cool anymore. And so we talk about using raffle tickets and cashing them in uh, for a bit of money. So all these strategies are on our website, sleepwithkip.com, along with the books and podcasts around common sleep problems from babies through to teenagers. Wow, okay, that's fascinating. We'll have, to, we'll have to get you back for adult sleep advice yeah. an, another time. So, so many people are waking up all the time. I think it's the same, passes out and rewards. <laughs> I'd like yeah, a little look, A lot ticket. of the strategies do work and a lot of the kids I see, the parents go, hmm, I've got that sleep problem as well. <laughs> yeah. So Harriet, head nice to, to the Sleep with Kip website. Great information. Nice to talk to you this morning. Thank you. Yeah, for more Thank great you. advice, you can pick up the Sleep with Kip collection. It is on sale now.